What's good, everybody? Welcome to a yet another episode of Chill. We got you. My name is Drew. My name is Conrad. My name is Jordan Malone. And I am Anthony J. The Wolf Hunter, president of AUC Chill. My name is Jabari. Joshua Bay. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about what is mental health. So, you know, to start off this conversation, of course, I'm just going to start with the name of the episode. What is mental health in your opinion? Uh, Josh, we can move around this way starting off. I'd say, for me, mental health is the way that you think, the way that you process things, the way that you adapt to certain situations, circumstances, um, how you cope with things, losses. Um, that's initially how I think about it, just from a mental standpoint of like, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about consistently? What bothers you? What makes you feel happy? You know, certain things, it's just like, whatever it is that you're thinking about, whatever it is that has an impact on your life, through your thoughts, what is that, and is it healthy, so. Uh, for me, it would be really anything that you might be feeling, or any different type of feeling than normal. Um, maybe exactly how you feel from the beginning of the day to the end, uh, what you might be thinking about, uh, thinking about yourself or others. Um, I want to say what mental health is not. Mental health is not just depression. Mental health is not just sadness. Mental health is not just being crazy. Mental health is, is, is not just <laughs> yeah. illness, right? Mm-hmm. Raise your hand if you got mental health. Everybody raise their hand. You watching, raise your hand too, because you got mental health too. Health is about, it has its highs and it has its lows. It's not just about negatives. In fact, a lot of mental health is about positive, about finding the positivity. But mental health, if you think about it, the word, it's mental. Everything that's up here and how this, how your brain and your mind influences everything in your life. How you see, how you perceive, how you feel, what you do, all of those different things, that's what mental health affects, but it, but it all starts with how well you have taken care of your mind. That's pretty much basically what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really just your feelings, the thoughts that's in your head and how those thoughts affect you. So just, you know, if you're like, and well, it's not even just your thoughts. It's the thing that you see. It's the thing that you listen to. It's like you can't like if you're listening to music, your thoughts might not be functioning, but you're still getting a feeling from that. And at the end of the day, feeling goes back to your mental health because then it's making you feel something. That's basically what mental health is. You're just feeling something, and it's it's at some point it can control you. At some points it can't, it's just, it's, it's a lot in, it's a lot in it, but I just really think it's just uh, the way your thoughts affect you, good or bad. Uh, for me, mental health is basically the way you, the way you look after your body is the same way you should look after your mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if you're not, if your body is not, if you're not treating your body the way it should be felt and, it, and the repercussions of that is that you don't feel so well. The same way can be applied to your mental health if you're not surrounding yourself by things that make you feel right or 
if you if your thoughts are out of you know they're not where they need to be and it's not going to make you feel mentally as well so connecting the two of them and honestly the way you um they kind of intertwine with each other you know, the way your body feels helps your mind the way your mind feels helps your body as well so okay um y'all pretty much said everything i was going to say <laughs> so i guess to kind of sum up what my answer would have been i would say mental health is your state of mind like your state of being because, I mean, even though it's, you know, it's all mental, it has to do with every aspect of you, you know, financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally, like all of that plays a factor because it's all affected by your mental health. So I, it's really a multitude of all of those things. And dealing with mental health, I wanted to ask y'all about some of the negative stigmas throughout mental health that, you know, just simply aren't true. And I want to start it off just talking about, you know, especially with all of us being black men, I want to touch on that, me personally, because, you know, for a long time, you know, the way that, you know, our parents and our ancestors grew up, they were like, oh, grown men, we're not supposed to, like, as men, you're not supposed to cry, you're not supposed to show these emotions, you got to hold it together for everybody else in the family, you know, and that's simply not true, you know, we are entitled to our feelings, we're entitled to cry, we're entitled to be sad, all of these things just because we're men doesn't mean we should just negate any type of negative feelings that we have. You know, we should all just be trying to just exist. Our feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid. And that's one of those things that I just, I just can't stand that one. But I did want to ask her, like, what are some myths about mental health that y'all have heard and things that just kind of never really sat right with y'all when it comes to that conversation? Um, conversation I had recently. Uh, some people were saying that uh, depression uh, doesn't exist, sadness doesn't exist. It's they said that it's a state of mind. It's really um, basically if you're thinking about sadness, if you're thinking about being depressed, then you're going to be depressed. And of course, I didn't agree with this at all because some because most of the time, some people cannot control when they feel sad. They can't control they can't control their feelings. Some feelings just come out of nowhere, especially with anxiety. So that's that kind of inter that fully intertwines with the conversation of mental health and mental illness because that's what mental illness is. It's emotions that you can't control. And sometimes you're gonna have to when you have a mental illness or you have something that's altering your ability to control your own feelings, you're going to have to experience things or try new things for yourself to get rid of that, um, get rid of that hin the hindering feeling of the emotions just coming on you uh, on the wrong times and in the wrong moments. But uh, that's definitely one. I do hear it a lot though. I do hear a lot of people saying like, when it comes to sadness and plus in the black community, um, constantly telling black men, y'all can't be sad, y'all can't be this, y'all can't be vulnerable. Um, it's just, it, it never made sense to me because yeah. especially yeah. if you are a person who has experienced sadness and experienced anxiety or experienced experience any emotion, you would know that it's not something that it's just like, oh, let me just stop thinking about being sad. That'll, that'll, that'll get rid of all my, that'll get rid of all my issues. Because if the people who are sad just decided to, oh, let me just stop thinking about it. And let's, let's think about how that would probably work. Because it wouldn't work at all. Some people just can't, can't do it. It just comes. Uh, did anybody else have any other ones? Yeah, um, if nobody else has anything, 
I was going to talk about how, which when you asked, it just literally left my brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it right now. I'm going to find it right now. Oh, got it. Damn it, I lost it again. <laughs> no, okay. Um, Bruce, Lee, Bruce Lee said, you know, be like water. Be fluid, right? And I think that, that there are some rigid things that, rigid ways of looking at mental health that, that keep people like, you're gonna be weird if you talk about your feelings. You're gonna be weird if you if you open up. You're gonna be weird if you talk about your interests. You're gonna be weird. And it's like at some point, what won't you be weird for? Right. Because if, if you if you're not allowed to be interested in what you're interested in, if you're not allowed to share what's going on in the moment. Like it's a fact because it's a fact. Then what is there left to, to share in life other than lies? And so the the stigma the stigma that I'm that I'm bringing up is uh, the idea of mental health in general is that if it's a if it's a subject of conversation, a lot of people think that they're going to be looked at weird for it. They think that they're going to be looked at like this diseased person. And my thing is. If, if somebody is diseased, let's think about the word disease. Dis, ease. It means that you were made to not feel ease. It doesn't mean that you're contagious. It doesn't mean that you're gross. It means in this moment, you have been made to not feel okay. Exactly. And that's okay. And, and so I think that's a, that's a thing, is that people like to put a lot of power into these words weird. Let me tell you something. If everybody was the same, the world would be boring. If everybody was the same, nobody would have built Apple. Everybody would have had a whole bunch of Nokias, a whole bunch of Blackberries from 2004. Okay. Probably wouldn't even be media, honestly. Exactly. If everybody was the same, we would all be sitting here laying on rocks, burning in the sun, getting our tan on, and not even enjoying the tan. So, so... Mental health as a whole topic, like we can talk about, y'all can talk about it. In fact, it's not even about mental health. It's about you, it's about your identity. In your identity, you are allowed to just be who you are. And that's something that people need to overcome is the idea that they can't be who they are. And that affects their mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Just piggybacking off of that. Uh, what I, I think I hear you saying about I think another part of it is also feeling like you're a burden. Mm-hmm. Like, not that you don't want to say it, but I'd rather not affect this person's yeah, state of yeah, mind exactly. yeah. with my problems right. because, well, it's their mind. You know what I mean? Like, and I guess sometimes it takes a while to get past that and understand that this person doesn't have to take on what I'm saying. They just right. have to hear it. Them hearing it makes me feel better because they know that they know that I might be going through something. They don't have to always come with an answer, and I, I don't think they will. But just them being there is enough. Nah, I'm. Uh, it, it's it's a big thing for me, like especially like the ones with Anthony just bringing up about you know, it feeling weird to you know have mental health because like I'm just one of those people where it's just like I want to be a lot of things, but normally ain't one of them. So if me, you know, being open about my mental health, being open about, you know, just the things that I go through makes me quote unquote weird, I'm all for it, like honestly. And, you know, 
a question that I, I wanted to ask is just, you know, with us being a mental health organization, what we're trying to do is break down these stigmas. The first thing we have to do is, you know, identify the root cause of the problem. So why do y'all think all these negative, you know, stigmas came? Like, why do they exist? Uh, Josh? Ignorance. I feel like a lot of people that I talk to, like, I want to be a therapist. Mm. I want to help people mentally. The first thing I hear people tell me is, like, are oh, you going to work with crazy people? You're going to help crazy people? They think, like, I'm going to just be in an insane asylum or something and just work with crazy people. But what they don't realize is that everybody can use a therapist. Exactly. You just need somebody to talk to. Yeah. You might not even realize it, but your mom might be a therapist. You talk to her at night. She, she, you confide in her. You call her. Your, your dad, your your sister, your brother, somebody, you got to talk to somebody. So therapists are trained people who help people, and they know about the mind so they can help you um, even more than the average person. And so in breaking those stigmas, I just think that we got to educate ourselves. And it's no fault to a lot of us because, you know, we don't learn that in school. Mm-hmm. Nobody tells us how to manage your emotions, how to, how to, how to overcome certain things, how to just be you, how to, you know, understand what you're going through. Like, if you don't know what's happening, you don't know how to fight against it. You don't know how to help other people. I was going through seasons of anxiety, and I didn't even know what it was. Like, for the longest, I didn't even know what anxiety was. Until one time, it was just so heavy, I was like, this must be what it is. And so, I think that we all have to do um, a work in, in educating ourselves to educate others. Um, and that can look different for everybody. Not everybody wants to be a therapist. Right. Not everybody wants to do that specifically. But you know, you can look up articles or just read books um, in any way you want to, and just stay educated, um, so that we can bring awareness and spread awareness about the stigmas that you know mental health is something that we all have and we all need to prioritize. Whatever that looks like for each and every one of us. So I want to jump. Ignorance, there's nothing bad about ignorance. Like, no, the act of not knowing is not a bad thing. Um, but if you do want to be educated, uh, and I, I want to talk about black men, because that's, that's what we are right now. Uh, there's a book called uh, The Miseducation of the Negro. One of the, one of the main quotes in that book, I just talked about this before, <laughs> one of the main quotes in that book uh, is, if, if, you make, if you make a man feel inferior, he will seek out inferiority himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the actual quote, but that's that's what, uh, if you make somebody feel scarcity, if you make somebody feel like they're lacking something, if you make somebody feel some type of insecurity, they will seek that insecurity mm-hmm. as, as a, in reaction and in, in, uh, to combat what you've, what you've brought to them. So if somebody says, you don't have a gold chain, but you had never heard of gold chains before, suddenly you want Mm-hmm. Now we got to think about. Um, I'll talk forever if we want to talk. If we, if we want to talk about this, but I'm, I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Um, if you think about slavery, if you think about the uh, prison, school, industrial complex, if you think about these punitive systems, right? If you don't do all of your homework, you get an F. You fail the class. Yeah. Punitive. If you don't do all of the work in your job, you get fired, punitive. Uh, and then and then on top of that, the people who are in charge 
don't always feel so obligated to teach you and help you elevate your mind so that you can do better because they want to keep you in the same place. And that I think I think that is I think one of the root causes that is that is natural in humanity is the fact that we are social creatures and we want to have place in community. We don't want to be alone, we don't want to be ostracized, we don't want to be put on the outskirts of society. We want to have a place in society. The easiest way to do that is conform. The easiest way to do that is to be like everybody else and to, sh and to repress uh, who you are to fit in. And so, so to, to think about this lack of education and then society constantly educating us to fit into society, now we have, we have and that's just two of the factors, a multitude of factors. Uh, but the fact that, that trying to be smarter is frowned upon when you're younger because they think you're a nerd. Yeah, that's right. And then when you're yeah. black and you're trying to educate yourself and speak with proper Ooh. English, they say you're too white. Yeah. And then, so, so, so all of this stuff of fitting in, it all has to do with identity. It all stems from identity. And our identity as humans is a social creature. And if we can start to recognize our individualities and understand how we can support our community. And all of us do that, each individually, each of us do that collectively, then we'll start to actually breed great social change. But it really does start with doing the work internally to understand first that you need to grow, that you need to do those things because nobody else is gonna teach them to you. My teacher had a major impact on me this semester. Shout out to Dr. Luke Bakker. She had a major impact on me. Because I write essays and she would tell me how amazing I did. Like she would tell me like, this is amazing. The words you use, she used all these big words and I would just read it. I read the essays, read her response to my parents. And it would just be like, it would really uplift my spirit. And I was, I told her, I was like, I've never had a teacher that like uplifted me as much as you have. And so I think seeing that in our schools, in our classrooms, is a is a refreshing thing. I've just I've just been used to like you know, the teacher teaches and then they go home, and even if they have an impact, they're not like, can like making me feel uplifted yeah. in the way that she yeah. did, and she made me realize that I'm a good writer, like because a lot of times we tell ourselves like we're not. Good. It's hard to see within ourselves what we are. Like my my one of my best friends was saying like she doesn't think she's gifted. And I was telling her, like, you got so many gifts, like, you, you really be helping me. Like, I talk to her when I'm going through it, and she really, like, be telling me that, like, no, you really, you really that guy for real. And she be helping me, and I'm like, you don't have no gifts? Like, let's be for real. So it's like, I feel like people who can see that in you and then pull that out of you, and it's like, yeah. you know what? I am a good writer, and I should be confident in that. Um, and so I think, yeah, having people like that in our lives, no matter who it is, teacher, I guess it could be a boss, but um, mom, dad, parent, anybody, just anybody would be a blessing to have. Josh, you are in the trouble. <laughs> I <appreciate laughs> you are him. <laughs> and then the last question I want to ask, I wanted to go around the horseshoe. Is that, is that what you say? Boomerang. Boomerang, horseshoe, Boomerang. whatever. <laughs> uh, I want to like give y'all thoughts on how like you know as a or not only as a or but as a black community we can change this. So, you know, three major things like in the black community, 
amounts of health don't really exist. Amongst black men who, well. Let's not say mental health doesn't exist. Well, I mean, like, gener- like generally well, speaking. People do talk about yeah, like mental health. awareness. Yeah, the that's what I mean. Yeah, so mental health awareness isn't really much of a thing. Thank, thank you for making that correction. Um, amongst black men, we have this stigma that we're not supposed to cry, show emotions like that, and if we do a week. And amongst black women, it's always like, oh, well, they always going through something, they all always feeling this, da da da, this, whatever. <clears throat> I want to know how can we, as you know, chill as an org, as well as you know, just the black community, how can we all break that down? And I wanted to just go around this. We just call it a shape. We just call it a shape. Uh, we just go around the shape and uh, just one thing that y'all think would really help to break all of those stigmas. That is a great question, brother. I feel there are many solutions. And to be completely honest with you, I think that um, research needs to be done. I had to go home research, like, when you think about it, like, what what is the root? Because if you don't address the root, you're not going to change it. You're just going to keep, you know, cutting weeds, but the root's still there. So I feel like one thing, this is what I'm going to say, is definitely education. I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, is that we need to stay informed because a lot of people just don't know and I think if you don't grow up in that environment, then there's no way you will know. You can't know. Right. And like Anthony said, it's like ignorance is not necessarily a bad thing because you just don't know. Like everyone's born ignorant. You got to learn how to do everything. Yeah. It's just not something that's put in front of us to learn. So if you don't do that within yourself, you don't do that by reading books, by reading stuff, you never, you never going to know. And so I think that everyone... Um, as much as possible to try to learn and understand, not even just um, for others, but for yourself. Like you want to know, like, am I am I straight? Like, what is this that's going on? What's the circadian rhythm? Like, am am I sleeping enough? How many hours do I need? Like, just general things that we should know. It's like we 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 uh, we research what we should do in the gym. How many sets am I gonna do? How, what workout should I do to to get big? But we don't research. What should I do to work out my mind? Like, should I go on a walk? Should I should I go to the gym to, to, to get my mind off of things? Like, what should I do? And so I think um, educating ourselves to the best of our abilities is crucial in understanding what that next step looks like. Um, and I'll just say one thing also is to add um, people around you who can just be there. Just be there for you. My parents have been the biggest influence on me. Um, and my dad, you know, I feel like for me personally, a lot of stigmas I haven't seen, especially from him, because I've seen him cry multiple times, and he's still a man. I look up to him, respect him, honor him. He's a wonderful dad. And my mom shows me what a black woman is, you know, not what people say a black woman is, not stigmas, not none of that. It's just, she's just who she is. And so... I think seeing that from those around you, no matter who it is, everyone's circumstance is different. It's just, um, if you don't have someone, um, look, try to be that person. Wherever, whatever position you're in, just search for community. Because in community, beautiful things happen. And, and mental health is, is established and stimulated and all that, you know, all that good stuff. So. That's why it's better. <laughs> I'd say one thing. Uh probably being self-aware and aware of your surroundings. Um, a 
aware of where you're comfortable, aware of where other people are comfortable, and if it's with you, um, and openness, allowing things to not get stuck and to pass through you so that you can feel a different emotion instead of being on this one. You gotta, you gotta know where you are to know where you're going. Exactly. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. So that that presence. Yeah. 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 Jordan, you go, cause I got a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, basically, I was basically gonna self, say uh, being self aware. Honestly, probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned for myself, and the person who taught me this was my dad. Um, he basically taught me throughout me growing up, the first thing that you need to do. If you ever, if you want to do anything, it's always be self-aware. Know when you're gonna feel things. No, just know how you operate. Because at the end of the day, you're the main character of your story. This is your life, and you are creating something for yourself, not anybody else. So it's okay to be selfish because it's you. You're the one that's operating in your life, and it's also important. This goes in with uh, being self-aware. Um, it's also important to allow other people to tell you things. Allow yourself to listen to other people. Because one thing that I've learned this year, um, I recently got into a relationship, but not in the relationship anymore. Um, through meeting that person, I noticed that I learned a lot about myself that I didn't know at all. And you have to remind yourself that you can't be the only one that's connecting the pieces because other people might have pieces or other people might have clarity on those pieces so that you can help yourself connect them together and be like, oh, that's what happens when I do this or that's what happens when this happens to me. It's also about experience. If you don't, ex if you don't experience anything, then you're not gonna really know anything, but you can, you can, de you can develop your uh, mind through knowledge, through reading and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, once you experience that specific situation, experience whatever, if, once you experience something, you'll get a whole different perspective. It, it's gonna be put into perspective for you. So it's gonna be easier for you to explain things. It's gonna be easier for you to help people. It's, it's, it's a lot in it. So being self-aware, allowing, uh, allowing yourself to listen to other people and allowing people to tell you, to help you find the answer in yourself and also just, um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Don't measure other people's accomplishments or shortcomings by your yardstick. Now you said, how can we help the community? Elders. Please share this with your elders if your elders are watching. Elders. The younger generation is not ruining everything for you. Elders. You made mistakes too, and you're making mistakes right now, and you're also accomplishing, but so are those that are younger than you. Parents, your kids can teach you too. It's okay. Admit that you're wrong. Say that you're sorry, but also build bridges to make things better. Be a human being. Be a human being. What I would say for the community is um, the people just, Give some people an ear. Be an ear to somebody. Because people have stories to tell, which is kind of, and when you bottle in your emotions, your mental and everything without anybody to say to you, it's when it kind of crumbles you. 
and you explode. And people who do all these bad things, they're exploding. But if you give these people an ear, just just at least be an ear. If not some, if you can't give a solution, at least be an ear, because that would do that would go a long way versus just like negating their emotions or or doubling down on the the way they feel by making them look crazy than they already may feel. So, um, and not only do you want to be an ear, but you also want to like listen to what they're actually saying as well. Because they not, might not just be talking just whatever, or just saying whatever. They actually have maybe like a story or something or a real pain or something. They just need to feel comfort by knowing that they're not falling into this deep abyss by themselves. They just still remain kind of somebody in society the same way. So, um, yeah, the gist of it is basically summarizing everything I said was just, just be an ear to somebody and at least give people... Um, be an ear to somebody and also like listen to what they're actually saying and actually hear their stories. So then you may be able to help them or direct them to somebody that can help them. So, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I kind of just kind of want to piggyback off of what Conrad said with mine. Um, just having conversations, like conversations like these, like, you know, ignorance is a thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is a thing. You won't learn unless you talk to people. You know what I mean? You, I mean, you can, you know, research it yourself but I mean if you don't have anything to go back on for how do you even know to research that so I think you know having conversations like these talking to people about mental health is how we get rid of these stigmas because again like uh, Josh said a lot of the stigmas come from ignorance not knowing about these different things so I definitely think that's the easiest way but not the only way to get rid of these stigmas so I want to thank you all for your input. It was very great input, very great conversation. And with that, that will conclude this episode of Chill, We Got You. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Instagram at AUC Chill to stay in the loop of what we're doing on campus. And don't forget, every Thursday, 6 p.m. at Mara 106 on Morehouse's campus, we have our general body meet. So come tap in with us, man. You know, it's more than just, you know, us talking about depression and suicide, things like that. It's a family. So, you know, come tap in with us. So thank you guys for listening, and we will see y'all soon. Wait, before you stop the recording, should we do like, chill, we got you? Like, someone close out the show? I will not be. It's also still recording as well. Yeah, it's also still recording. We need to be in here. Stay chill. Stay chill. Stay chill. Stay chill.